Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, the lady, so what? Well, I'm not going to embellish my catchphrase like that. Oh, oh. I, okay. I like the way Hopefully. you did it. But no, no, not at all, actually. I Felt thought like it, it would be like, I don't want to compete. I thought that was a mm. nice embellishment you did. So just let's let that breathe. Yeah, it was a Good Friday embellishment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> good, it's good, Friday, a good Friday. The day that Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm. was nailed to the cross by those bloody yep. Romans, right? Romans. And and <laughs> it's time for us to all reflect on that. Yeah. Can you um, can you imagine think, how can you imagine how long the queues outside the chippies are today with the two metre enforcement? They'll be going back for like a mile. Do you know what I did last night, mate? I got a chippy delivery. I did that on Wednesday night, Sam. Because Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night is chip night in our house, which I've is documented it? before because that's when we traditionally have bolo chip. Oh, but yeah, of course. More often than not, we use the oven chips, but we didn't. We were running low on oven chips, so the kids thought that chip night was going to be cancelled because mm-hmm. my wife had said, we're running, kids gather round. Yeah. As you know, there is a pandemic that has cursed yeah. the world and we are in crisis at the moment and everyone has to make sacrifices and, well... There's no easy way of putting this, children. But <laughs> no we're chips. running out of oven chips and chip night might have to be cancelled for now. <laughs> Fucking no! No! <laughs> you bastard! Listen, right? The Prime Minister's in fucking hospital. He could die, right? Yeah. I think we can go without chips. No, we fucking fuck all of you! I want my fucking chips! <laughs> so I thought, well, all right. I am... Um, <clears throat> so I went... I looked it up on Uber Eats. It turns out a local oh. chippy delivers... I got mm. a fucking bucket load of chips delivered. I mean, it was paint like I put bucket them all in. Chips. There's four of us. I got three large chips, right? I'm thinking, me personally, I could eat one portion of large chips to myself, no mm. problem. So I could have easily gone for four, but I thought the other three won't eat as much. I'll get three, but I was still worried. Well, I filled it up in the bowl, the bowl that I used for mixing my bread in. It's, a, mm. it's the biggest bowl I own. It was practically yeah. spilling over the top. I got a massive chip spoon, which I believe is the title of a previous episode of chip this spoon. podcast. Is, yeah. Massive if chip it was spoon. Mentioned, it will be, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and we Football had podcast. A, it was fucking brilliant. I had battered halloumi, um, but there's a sad end to this story. Oh, uh, I, this morning we just couldn't plough through all the chips, even though. And don't judge me as a bad parent, listeners. But this morning I gave the kids egg and chips for breakfast because there was chips left over, right? <clears throat> wow. There was still chips left after that. So do you know what I did? I what had to do? throw some chips away. What? Yeah. Did I threw you, them in. you, did you, you know microwave the, the, these chips then? Did you reheat yeah, your microwave? Yeah. 
Are they all right? I've never done that before. Do they, are well, they all right? Well, the kids said they were lovely. I tried oh, okay. one off their plate and I thought I wasn't, I didn't like it. But, you know, I don't know about you, but I will serve worse things to my children than I personally am prepared to eat. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Do you, you know do what I mean? Because they've got different palates. Yeah. And some of the I stuff they think, like, my they don't like. Fuck them. You know, I'm making food for them. They can <clears> get what they're given. <clears throat> I mean, my son recently tried coffee. And he didn't like it. He's 12. Of course he didn't like it. He's 12. And mm. a while ago, he tried a little bit of red wine because he asked for some. And mm. he didn't like that either. Of course he mm. didn't. He's 12. Mm. He likes strawberry laces. Yeah. I'm not so keen on strawberry laces. They basically like sugar. Courses, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so fuck them. They had their microchips. But <clears> it was a painful experience, mate. Like, you know, I've got one of those green food recycling things. I say yeah. recycling. I don't know what the fuck happens to the food when you chip it in there. But... You're just melts, doesn't do it? it? Melts supposed... and turns. You put it on the soil. I think it melts. It's like in um, Back to the Future Two. Doc Brown feeds it into his um, time traveling car. Just rubbish. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it seems to fuel it. So I don't know whether they're using it for that or what. But anyway, I have to go out front. Fucking, hell, I'm in and out all day putting food into that thing out the front. Um, yeah, but these pour, on. Yeah, pouring chips into it did not feel good, mate. It was it was easily a man's size portion of chips. It was. I'm not talking a few well, chips. <clears throat> these are difficult times, and sacrifices have got to be made sometimes. Mm. And it, there's a lot of weird behaviour going on, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't freak out about it too much. It is what it mm. is. Uh, it didn't but, feel good, but like you say, you just have to. There's a lot of things that don't feel good about life at the moment, and yeah. you have to just be brave, don't you? Keep a stiff upper lip. Yeah. Chips will the, be thrown that, away, and it yeah, won't feel I did, good. I did the. I did the chippy just eat on Wednesday. Yeah. The, the sun was shining. I wanted to eat in the garden. And I thought, yeah, lovely. It's a garden. It's a bit of a yard. And I thought, fuck it. Just eat chippy. Chippy <laughs> tea. Mushy paste yeah. a lot. Did you, get, did you get a cod? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, right. So we had a bit of a disaster yesterday with sound issues. Mm. Um, for which, you know, I apologise yeah. But wow, some, couldn't be th- helped, could it? There's some, there's some things that we did cover that it's worth returning to now on the Great Lost episode. Uh, uh, not least... Most of all... Well, we, we can go further because we had an Earth Tournament update and England were about to play... Was it China? China. China. So and we didn't know. That was before that. So we, we'll, we'll have more. Yeah, so there's more Take content. It away. So... Um, where were we? Yeah, so England had won their opening game, hadn't they, against Austria 2-1 with goals from a new star left-back youngster called Michael Makepeace. Michael Makepeace, yes. Um, Do we know which club he plays for? He plays for Barnes United, same he club as Barnes Mickey Fresh. Right, with Mickey Michael Fresh. Fresh. Um, and the other goal was from, of course, our old friend Spencer Whitehouse. Can I just say about Spencer Whitehouse, just quickly... People are still having digs at him. And you started this, right, for last yeah. year. People yeah. are having digs at him on Twitter saying that he's a flat trap bully. That was because he scored seven goals against Kenya, right, in a group yeah. game in last year's Earth Tournament, right? Was and it then the 14 I think, goals? Was it the or 14 something goals mad, yeah. <laughs> and then he he didn't he did score in subsequent games. But because you'd, you'd labelled him a flat trap mm. bully, that caught on. It's like the way people labelled Ray Wilkins, right? I think Ron Atkinson was the first to say Ray Wilkins passed sideways. Ray Wilkins was a brilliant midfielder, right? He was an artist, right? But 
all it takes is one person to have a little dig and it catches on. And that was you. And poor old Spencer Whitehouse, who's been England's best player consistently for as long as we've been aware of the other mm. tournament and the <laughs> Leninverse, right? And people are still going, oh, yeah, let's see if he pops up with goals against decent teams. Yeah, well, he scored against Austria. Um, can, I, can, I just say, can I just say, though, before you go any further, I did retract that when England well, got to the final because I think he scored I, in the semi-final didn't I think he? you need to get on Twitter and tell I did retract tell, it and tell your dog pile <laughs> to, to back yeah, off to back White off. House because <laughs> I do feel like there's been some dog piles on White House right it's like me and the pharmacist uh, I know I know only too well how it <laughs> yeah, feels you do don't you right yeah. anyway um, so we got some other updates for the the You'll remember last year the England team stayed on a campsite in Mexico. Um, did, in the woods. And there was yeah. a, all, all sorts of hijinks with Monty Moores, the assistant manager, playing pranks mm. on them and all the rest of it. And it was two men to a, a tent. Yeah, he, 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 made, he did a bear prank that meant that the captain, whose name I think is Matt Smith, and someone else, whoever he shared his tent with, might have been Spence Whitehouse, they ran away from the mm. campsite because they were convinced there was a bear on the loose and they yeah. slept out wild in the woods for like two days because they were so scared which obviously is not the best match preparation for, in a top level tournament right anyway so this year they're actually staying in what Lena's described as a luxury motel it's called it's sunny it's called sunny house it's in India I don't know where Right. Um, and they've got a room each. They don't even have to room in wow. pairs. They've got a room each, and it got they, a pool? it's got a pool. It's all mod cons, right? It's a luxury motel. It's about it's the top of the range motel. And apparently, I said, why has there been such a change of policy? Because it seemed like they reveled in them staying in campsites last year. Yeah, and um, Len said that in fact, Monty, uh, Jeffrey Skate, the manager. Um, he said the reason that he'd stayed on campsites last year in Mexico yeah. was to save a few quid so they could afford to stay somewhere really nice this year in India, oh, which I think right. is just a case of skates just gone. There is no way yeah. I'm camping in India. No fucking way. <laughs> he's, he's gone to Monty Moore's got- last year. He's gone, <laughs> we'll save now in Mexico. No problem camping in Mexico, <laughs> right? There's some lovely campsites, right? But, India, no fucking way. I've heard stories. So I need you, Monty, to go on a fact-finding mission to India, right, and find us a fucking decent motel, four-star minimum, right? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. My brother-in-law, right, 20 years ago, he went to Goa, and he (laughs) camped out the whole time, and he'd come back a fucking mess, a mess of a man. Never been the same since. Not been the same since. He's touched in the knot now, right? And it's all down to that that camping trip. Yeah. Fucking bananas, poor cunt. So no, motel. Go on, Monty. Get yourself over there. He's in shelter accommodation now. It's horrible to watch. <laughs> Can barely fucking feed himself. I can't be putting the likes of Spencer Whitehouse through that kind of treatment. No, it'll be a motel for us, Monty. And you're the man to go and check them out. Right. So he's got. So Monty's gone out there. He's found Sunny House. They're all there now. It's going really well. What I updated you on yesterday was it was before the China game was going to be in the afternoon after we recorded. China was a big test because China always are one of the top teams in Earth tournament, right? And um, so it was a tough draw. To have them in your group stage is a pain in the ass. And to make it worse, 
um, Michael Fresh was yeah. suspended. He, of course, is Spencer Whitehouse's strike partner, strike partner who made it? such yeah. an impact in last year's Earth tournament. And he was Frank, suspended. Yeah. Apparently, he was sent off in the Austria game, right? Right. I said, oh, no. Um, what was he sent off for? He said, deliberate handball. I said, how many games are you missing? Three games. I thought, that's Fucking unusual. And I, woke up. I said, three games just for a handball. Then went, no, but the problem was he jumped up to do the deliberate handball. And while he was in the air, he kicked an Austria player in the face. <laughs> so it was a double red card offence in one, which is something I've never heard of. And as I think the ref came over and brandished the red twi- card twice at him. So twice. he brandished it, Fuck stuck it in hell. his pocket, got it back out and gave it to him again. Fuck off. Three games. How, Meanwhile, there's how, an Austria player clutching his face with blood pouring out of it. How fucking high did he jump then to do the deliberate handball and do a face kick? Fucking hell. Apparently as well, it was beh- the player was behind him. So he sort of jumped up oh, right. the ball and then he sort of kicked out backwards into the face of an Austria player. So Jesus Christ. I, I think that is my pretty irresponsible behaviour from Michael yeah. Fresh. Very much so. He's the new Beckham of the uh, yeah. Of this he's a tournament. good player, so but he had the, had a, um, let's in, write in it off as a galaxy, moment of madness. In the big galaxy tabloids, then is there a campaign against him now? Are they burning effigies him and stuff like that? I think people are really. Cr- I mean, thank God we won. That's the difference mm. between Beckham because we lost that Argentina game. That's why everyone want. Everyone wants to blame. Everyone yeah. must play in the blame game. Mickey Fresh is not getting it so bad at the moment for two reasons. One is. We won the game, so it was yeah. fine. The second thing is is that he is being repla- he was being replaced for the China game. His place in the team was going to a young striker who actually plays up front with Michael Fresh at Barnes United. He's his oh, strike right, yeah. partner at club level. He's had a great breakout season, right? He's yeah. only young, and he's been given his debut against China. And his name, God, what's his name is Sam? Ronald Smith. <laughs> Right, so Ronald Smith was going to make his Ronald debut. Smith. Yeah, Ronald Smith was making his debut against China. Against China, and um, anyway, amazing. Fre- and apparently, Fresh is going to be out. Fresh is going to be out for all the games. group and the first knockout stage, isn't he? If then? we qualify, which I think we, we have now because we've won two games. Well, we've beat China as well. Then. Thank God for that. Yeah, spoiler alert: we pl- we played China. We it was a big game. People were like, well, this will probably be the one in the group where they draw, right? Yeah. No, England battered them three nil with Brilliant. goals from the first, the opening goal from debutant Ronald Smith. Ronald Smith. Oh, that's got a great start for him. Then Michael Michael <clears throat> Makepeace got the second left wow. back. Scored two in two games. The left back. I think he might take free kicks. I'll double check that. It might be a Stuart Pearce type situation. Right, yeah. And the third was from who else but Spencer Whitehouse. So Spencer Whitehouse. England, England are home and dry pretty much. I think that's but, it. Yeah, We've got a final group, group game against Australia. And then wow. that's it. There's nothing to worry about with Australia, is no. there really? No. So everything's going well. Um, I am. D- Len is, uh, is doing a Q&A this afternoon. What time is it now? So the podcast hopefully will be out. Um, this podcast will hopefully be out by two, and then maybe well, after that, the, about three. I'll put the podcast out straight away after this, and then we can do yeah. a Q and A, and then we'll we'll record our Melchester later on because yeah. we've got that to do as well again, haven't we? 
Yeah, so we'll do the so Len's doing a Q and A in which all your other Earth tournament questions will be answered. Um, is there so a that's hashtag? It. That's the update. Is there the a hashtag, hashtag is Earth Tournament Q and A. Spell the word and. Right. Q A N D A. I tweeted it from the top. Like, You've already yeah. tweeted it. Fucking I tweeted boy. it yesterday night, so people should be aware that it's coming oh, up this afternoon. So this question's already coming in then. Uh, I hope so. I haven't checked. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, really? Okay. Tumbleweed. Right. Well, anyway, that's enough Earth Tournament for now. We're not going to do whole episodes of Earth Tournament, but we will update you as it goes on for those of you who are fans. I mean, it's, it very much is you like it or you hate it because the people who like it are, like, falling over themselves yeah. um, with excitement. One bloke said that he'd never been on Twitter, ever. He'd never he'd, he'd made it a thing. And he only joined Twitter for the first time <laughs> last year because he was so desperate to get Earth Tournament um, uh, updates and he couldn't wait for the new Earth podcast to come updates. out. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and then other people, if you look at our Patreon, as I said before, they actually quit um, the IFS because there was too much Earth Tournament. So it's a hard one to read. Yeah, basically, if you don't love Earth Tournament, you're a prick. I think that's yeah. my view on it. Yeah. So there we are. Deal with it. Uh, there was something I was going to mention that everyone should watch over this weekend, and it was yeah. um, BBC One are doing World Cup Rewind. Yeah. And they did one last Saturday, and it had on it, oh, I can't remember now, but uh, it had included, there like five matches highlights from across mm. the World Cups, and one of them was, for my money, the greatest ever World Cup match, Brazil versus Italy, 1982. Yeah. Uh, so that was on. And then it's on again tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, 2.15, BBC One, and it includes England versus Cameroon from 1990. Yeah. Watch that and the other four, night. Four of the matches, so you know, fill your fucking boots with that. That's well worth seeing. Jalapeno. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. I've been watching the, the FIFA World Cup films and Amazon over Prime. the last few nights I've been watching Italia 90. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it had a, like the 82 one but even greater in the case of 1990 it had a, an enormous emotional impact on me not just the nostalgia and I do think for men of our generation Italian 90 I, I, I'm not even exaggerating when I say in many ways it shaped us you know mm. men like you and I our generation it shaped us because it brought football I think it's probably true to say that like you know you and I were kids who would have been obsessed with football from as long as we can remember. But what yeah. was interesting about Italian 90 is it woke up lots of other people who, yeah, through the era of hooliganism and the European exactly. ban... It had, had been not, tarnished, hadn't it? In the uh, yeah, and they'd sort of gone off it a bit and people had stopped following it or people had never got into it because, you know, on a very simple level, you wouldn't go... You know, not many kids went to football because their parents thought it was a dangerous place to take them. Anyway, Italia 90 did so much to change that, which is, you know, everyone's talked about that a lot. But when you watch the film back, it brings back so many memories. But also, it is like, I mean, Italy's got to be the best place in the world to have a World Cup, I think. There's something about the place. I mean, you know, mm. it's one of my favourite places in the world, but there's something about it that, it, you know, it just feels football's in the very bones of that country. Like Brazil, yeah. I suppose, right? And, yeah, those two old say, yeah, definitely. And and it's like it's so it's such a romantic place, and the, and the, you know all the they're playing Ness and Dorma, but the way these films are made is so beautiful because it's almost like they willfully defy every convention of football coverage, whereas football coverage, particularly now, is all about action, 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 goal, 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 <laughs> hyperbole, 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 oh, oh goal. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. this is like so slow and contemplative and cinematic. Cinematic, it, isn't it? Yeah. It opens on like a silhouetted skyline of some ancient Italian city with like mm-hmm. a church steeple, you know, and a cross, and it's and and the sun sort of burning in the background, and it's just silent, and it just sort of stays there for. Uh, it holds this shot for an almost uncomfortable length of time, right. and you think that there is the opposite. Like now, they would only open a World Cup film with, like, a massive flurry of absolutely bombastic goals, right? This yeah. is slow. It's contemplative. It's amazing. And it and the memories are just, like, incessant. And, and then you get, you know, it's not made from an English point of view. It's made, you know, it's an international film, I think, made by... I think this one was made by an Italian team. But nevertheless, they do focus a lot on England, which shows that it wasn't just us being subjective, thinking Italian 90 was... Uh, special to us it was like you know the, the the famous games like the you know the plat goal against Belgium the Cameroon game which is a sensational match <clears throat> and people often think more about the yeah. Germany one because that was the bittersweet tragedy but the, the Cameroon game where Lineker scores those two goals and Gaza has an absolutely incredible match uh, it's just fucking fantastic mate I mean the stories and the time it evokes and all the rest of it. And the other good yeah. thing about it is George Courtney, the referee, <laughs> is in it. And from, at the from, beginning... Uh, he, he's, fe- yeah. he's featured quite a lot. At the beginning, they're talking about how there's all these amazing new stadiums that Italy have built or improved, ready for the tournament, how fantastic it is. And had this montage of how amazing the pitches look. And then it goes, but not everyone is impressed. And it cuts to George Courtney. He goes, George Courtney is England's referee and representative at the tournament. And he's at this magnificent stadium. And this pitch is lush green grass that looks as smooth as carpet. 
and he's stood next to some Italian dis and dat fella who's showing him around in the dark glasses <laughs> and the fag and all that. And George Courtney is squatting down on the pitch, stroking this grass, and he just looks up at the Italian bloke who looks all proud and happy, and he just goes, yeah. "It's not as good as Wembley." No, it's not. No, no, it's good. No, don't get me wrong. It's decent, but it's, no, no, it's, it's lovely, no way. But- no way as good as Wembley. I mean, the turf at Wembley is absolutely first class. Right, you think, oh, fucking hell. And then later on, they show him again, just in his pants, being um, rubbed down by a masseuse, right, with sort of body <laughs> oil. And he's going he's going to someone off camera, no, I don't get nervous, no, no. You see, we're trained for it. I don't wish to sound arrogant, but this, this to me is something I've done a million times before. There is not one hint of nerves in me. Mm. Um... So Courtney, Courtney makes a very entertaining cameo. Anyway, watch it. They're all great, as I said before. The Italian ninety-one. If you're, I suppose, between the ages of, you know, thirty-five and fifty, if uh, it, well, it means it means particularly a lot. And and if and you know, and if you're not, educate yourself. It's like I watched the seventies ones, but the seventy-four World Cup wasn't even born. I watched that and loved it. So you know, I mean, the nineteen ninety-one for me. It was the summer of my 18th birthday. I'd just finished doing my A-levels. Uh, yeah. You know, 18, a lot of uh, enjoyment was had, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking World in Motion, uh, World Cup. It was all great. I mean, it was all that stuff. Like, you know, again, so me and you were into good music, right? I don't want to sound <laughs> arrogant. I don't want to be like George Courtney. But what I'm saying is, right, is that football wasn't cool. But suddenly it was a new order, a band that, you know, were well regarded by mm. people who knew about music. New order had done a football song. Bear in mind all the previous football songs. I mean, don't get me wrong. We love all those We'll Fly the Flag and all the rest of it right yeah. there, a laugh. But New Order have done an actually legitimately brilliant song, right? Yeah. And it got to number one in the chart. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking amazing. That was it. It was, it was, a, it was mind a total cultural shift, wasn't it? It's yeah. a massive cultural shift. But, yeah, you do remember all those times. When I was 17, it was the Euros, uh, Euro 92 in Sweden, which is mainly bleak memories for most England fans because England were pretty shit. Mm. But it brought back my memories of uh, that era and because I, I was telling Lenny about that. Because when, when your kid first gets into football, there's so much history to fill them in on, right? Like this mm. morning, me and Len spent like 20 minutes just watching a Ronaldinho video because I was telling him about how good Ronaldinho was. And yeah. Ronaldinho is the perfect footballer for an eight-year-old boy to fall in love because with. He does, because, like I mean, street the, footballer, isn't the things he does yeah. is just, are just stupid. In fact, I came out of watching this compilation of Ronaldinho's best bits thinking, actually, Ronaldinho is easily the most skillful player to have ever walked the earth. I mean, like possibly, it, yeah. it is incredible. Anyway, so there's all this brilliant history to fill a kid in on because suddenly they become their whole mind is open to everything so you tell all these stories so you know i sometimes say oh, i'll tell you a story and sometimes he's interested sometimes he's a bit more like oh fuck's sake shut up you old shut cunt. up granddad shut up you <laughs> fucking miserable old cunt but sometimes he'll listen so i said let me tell you about what happened in 92 um and i told him the story about how uh um denmark didn't qualify and yeah. but then they got called, as they say, off the beach because the players the had already gone on holiday, right? Which is, it sounds like a big galaxy kind of story. That it does, it? yeah, it really does. So it really appealed to Len. Len's eyes have widened at this stage. Well, they're on holiday, yeah. yeah. He's taking yeah. notes. Yeah, well, that sounds <laughs> Together. good, right? <laughs> so they get called off the beach, and he said, "Why?" And I said, "Well, you know, 
And then there's a bit of like history in there because I said, well, Yugoslavia had qualified, but they weren't allowed um, because so there was a war genocide. going on. Yeah, so then I had to explain a little bit about genocide. So that was a bit of a tangent, right? <laughs> but so explain Denmark. Okay, yeah, Denmark were just called as a favour to spill out the numbers and then they end up winning the tournament. It's an amazing story, mm. right? So he's spellbound by that. I felt myself feeling a bit sad talking about. I thought, why do I feel so sad talking about Euro 92? You know, Euro 96, everyone knows I consider that the high point of human achievement. Yeah. Italia 90, seminal coming of age moment in my life. Both Mm. make my heart swell with nostalgia and joy and and romantic feelings. But 92, sandwiched between the two, feel miserable when I think about it. And then I remembered, mate. On the night that England played Denmark, which was the second group game, we'd drawn mm. nil all with France in the opening game, um, yeah. which was considered an all right result because they had Papan and were the favourites to win. And then yeah. we had Denmark. Now, I'd been going out with a gal, right? All right. And um, I, I, I won't name her, but I've been going out with this gal for a short call her while. Doris. Yeah, let's call her Doris. Call her Doris. Right? And. <laughs> She was nice, and we split up for reasons I can't even quite remember. I think it was an amicable kind of drifting part, right? We've had our fun. Let's knock it on the head, I suppose, right? I felt a bit sad about it, but whatever. England-Denmark came around, and I felt like I'd been neglecting my mates a bit because I'd been knocking about with this girl. Yeah. So I just so I invited my best mate, Ollie, round, right? Ollie Jones, son of Steve Jones, Steve off of the Pyramid Jones Game. from the Pyramid Game, yeah. I said, come over, and... I was 17 and I'd done something that you don't usually do when you're 17. I'd actually gone to the trouble of getting some beers in because usually when you're that age, you don't you don't buy beers Fucking that are meant for other people, yeah. do you? You just bring your own. Yeah, you I'd bring, these are my beers. Some kind. Even in my own house, I would have had the beers and I would have kept them in the carrier bag. <laughs> yeah. In the blue, very thin carrier bag that they were always in, right? Your four cans of Fosters because they were the cheapest, yeah. right? Yeah. And I would keep them next to me and you would hold them. And sometimes if you had to go to the toilet, you'd take them with you in case anyone tried to nick one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that that was your usual MO with beers. But I was like, I don't know, I was feeling like I wanted to reach out to my mates. I haven't been around much. Let's, let's get together and do it nice. So I, I got the beers in. I even got some snacks, crisps and peanuts, decanted into bowls. Fucking you might say hell. I was trying a bit hard, and I probably was, but it was the mood I was in. And also, I was excited. It was a big England yeah. game in a major international tournament. Weird. And I hung up a flag as well. I think I had a Union Jack. I don't want to sound like I was being fascist or anything like that, but no, I did. this was 92. We were on exactly. the cusp of all that, weren't we? Morris so I hung up my Union Jack in the arsenal. front room. This is at my mum's house. Got my mum to get the Lazy Susan out. <laughs> Oliver Jones is coming round. He's the son of Steve Jones. They are the highest class family in the neighbourhood and I want to impress them. <laughs> Don't shame me with your shoddy housekeeping. I get want the to lazy make my Susie. mark with the Joneses. Yes. I want to impress him. His mother, his mother keeps an impeccable house. <laughs> I've been there. I'm ashamed to have him here. <laughs> so I got all, it all laid on nice. He didn't show. Kickoff came. He was still not there. I thought, well, I'll have a beer on my own. By half time, I finished a couple of beers and the crisps. So that's gone. Mm. And he's not showing up. And I'm thinking, it's so weird. Obviously, pre mobile phones, it's really hard to chase people Can't up. Track someone's so okay. in the end, I call exactly. the fucking landline, don't I? And mm. Steve Jones from the Pyramid Game answers. 
By the way, sometimes if you ran the house, that house, you'd get the answer phone, and it was the best answer phone ever in the history of answer phones. <laughs> it was Steve Jones doing it, and he had the From best the voice in Britain. Yeah. yeah. He's going, hi, it's the Jones family. We're not in at the moment, but if you leave a message after the long beep, we'll be sure to get right back to you. And remember, folks, that's the long beep. That's it. <laughs> That was how I remember it, like, verbatim. Remember, folks, that's the long beep. beep. I might make that mine. He did, I yeah. Nick that. He didn't want you to go too... He didn't want you to go too early. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait for yeah, the beep yeah. to finish, dickhead. Right. <laughs> but on this occasion, Steve <laughs> we've answers... Had, we've had a lot of cases where people don't wait for the beep to finish and I don't get the full message. <laughs> this annoys me. Frustrates could, me. Remember, uh, I'm a self-employed guy. I could miss out on work. Thousands of pounds worth of work. <laughs> there was a message I missed, and it was an offer. I was down to the final two for give us a clue. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed out to fucking Aspel. Not for the last time. Right. Anyway. Uh, Michael Aspel. We should talk about him on another episode. I feel like I don't know enough about his life. Anyway, um, he answers the phone, Steve Jones, right? And I go, oh, hi, Steve. Oh, hi, Sam. Yeah, Ollie's not here at the moment. I said, I know. I'm, I'm waiting for him, actually. Do you, do you know, he didn't mention where he was going, was he? Oh, he said he was going to Doris's house. Oh! What? Oh! What? Oh, My hey. jaw hit the fucking floor, right? I Tournament can't believe ruined. it. It stank of a stitch-up, right? Yeah. That he'd almost purposefully arranged this so I would be otherwise engaged when he slipped round my ex-girlfriends, right? Not about a week, fucking maybe hell. two weeks maximum after we'd split up, right? Ooh. I couldn't fucking believe it, right? And I'm there with my flag up, my beers and my crisps and he's round doing... I don't know God what, although what. I can take a good fucking guess. Yeah, well, you had prior knowledge, didn't you? I couldn't believe it, but I, the, the the priority at that stage when he said it was me to hold together my dignity in front of Steve mm. Jones, who obviously course, yeah. was a man I looked up to. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I blagged it. I went, oh, yeah, 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 Doris, yeah, yeah. He mentioned that. Yeah, 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 I'm going around there as well. Uh, <laughs> no, it's no problem at all. Anyway, bye, Steve. <laughs> but Steve knew. Well, Sam, I don't think it is okay. As I understand it, she's your ex-girlfriend. Oh, it's all right. It was very amicable. Sam, uh, this I hate to tell you this, but this was always going to happen to a guy like you. I know that some some of the rougher lads in the neighbourhood call you fish cake. I've heard them say. Yeah, you are a beta male, and Oliver has alpha mailed you. He has cuckolded you, and you you had this coming. I could see this happening to you. I want you to consider this a life lesson, Sam. You can learn and grow from this. I only fucking ordered a fish cake once. Well, that's... <laughs> only one mistake can change a whole man's life. Believe me, I know. <laughs> so that was oh. Euro 82 then, ruined for you. Yeah. I started by telling Len a story about Euro 92 that he found spellbinding, but then I... And you ended up in tears. Then I trailed off and my eyes welled up and it was awkward, so he just left the room and left me to (laughs) sort of mourn. Yeah. But I haven't brought out... I mean, I stayed friends with... You know, I mean, Ollie's still my best mate, but he lives in Dubai now. But I feel like I don't have closure on it because at the time, Mm. you have that sort of blokey kind of adolescent, well, don't matter, he's a mate. She's just a bird, isn't Mm. she? Birds come and go. Your mates are what's important. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're listening to this, younger listeners, I know we have some young listeners, 
That is bollocks. <laughs> the yeah. girl is more always more important. Always make the girl your priority. <laughs> your mates are like whatever, you know. Yeah, they'll come and go. Um, are you still in touch with Doris then? I'm friends with her on Facebook. Yeah, so occasionally. Well, I think you should set up an episode where you get the two of them on and, and talk this out. I think they'd do it. I think they'd do it. Mm. She definitely would because yeah, she's. Fr- I'm friends with her on Facebook, and she still seems quite a laugh and is up mm-hmm. for sort of that. Um, Ollie probably would. I mean, Ollie's bored shitless. I speak to him most days. He's in his rig <laughs> in fucking Dubai. And I think over there it's a bit more hardcore. I go, so how yeah. are they managing out there? He goes, oh, well, it's not as much because uh, everyone's locked down. So, well, we're supposed to be locked down here, but, you know, it's still going terribly. And he went, yeah. about. Yeah. He's lived there for a while. He went, yeah. But, uh, mate, if they tell you to do something here, you fucking do it. <laughs> He didn't go into detail, but I got the strong sense. You don't want sense. to find out what happens if you don't I got the strong sense that if you went down the park to see a mate yeah. or to walk your dog, they would cut, they would shoot the dog's head off and then just injure <laughs> you, then just give you a warning bullet to the knee. Yeah, yeah, as you hobble back to your compound. I kill a dog, bang! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they wanted the leg for this. you. Your dog come out again. But um, yeah, do that, I think. That'll be a good episode. All right, good I'll content. ask them. I'll ask them, and I think, you know, yeah. they both have to answer for themselves. We've Definitely. got the technology to do that, haven't we? Yeah, well, we've, got, we've got different lines. We've never had guests on the show before, but if you're up for it as a lockdown yeah, special, I'll try and yeah. do it. Will you chair this as a sort of a therapist? Yeah, if I can, if I can get on, on board the technology, all four of us, yeah, I'll do that. Happen yeah, so, you, so, we're, so I won't be, like, addressing them directly and asking for it. You will take us all through it step by step and try to form I'll be like the counsellor. I'll, like I'll be like the relationship counsellor. Okay, good. Who is the, the grown-up in the room. Almost. Yeah, you'll be good at that. All right. Yeah. Cool, I'll we'll try to set that, that up, mate. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll call it a day there. Um, just one final thing. I've been on George Courtney's Wikipedia page, and among the things it says about him is he is said to be a Freemason. Oh, that does not surprise me in the least. If you get a chance, if you get a chance, watch Italia 90 and just tell me what you think about George Courtney's. He only makes a couple of little appearances, but they have a big impact. And to be honest, there's something slightly off the Lampard about him, but there's something, (laughs) there's a strong whiff of Freemasonry. Fantastic. You know what? The IFS is the 3% version of the Freemasons. The Freemasons yeah. is an organisation. If you're a member of the '97, but if you're a yeah. member, if, if if you're in the three, your equivalent is the IFS. You're Think in the up. IFS. Yeah, subscribe or perish. All right, we'll be back after the weekend, I reckon, because the bank holiday weekend will we'll knock one out on Monday. Yeah, yeah. no problem. All see right, you, enjoy see your lads weekend. and lasses. Stay safe. Yeah, keep it chancy. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.